The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. All right, good morning. I'm Brian Wickert, the licensed real estate broker with AccuNet Realty Advisors and the majority owner of the mortgage company, along with my son, David, who's the mortgage company's chief client experience officer and very active senior loan consultant as well. Also a non-practicing licensed and unaffiliated real estate agent. Did I have that right, David? Yeah. Yeah. Real estate salesperson. Sure. Yes. You have the sheepskin, but you're not uh, actively practicing. You've got the book knowledge, as we say. So if you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. You can also grab a podcast of today's show anywhere you normally get your podcasts. All right, so we've had a string of four Sundays off as our Green Bay football team has had four noon games in a row. And what a pleasure it is to be having a show today uh, basking in the glow of a Thanksgiving Day victory. Yes, and so far my fantasy team hasn't disappointed me yet, so it's it's an okay start to a Sunday. Okay, fantastic. I'm also going to the Bucks game this afternoon, so hopefully I'll oh. continue streak. Mom and I went on Friday. We're just like Man, Bucks yeah. gameaholics here. So it should be a good game seeing the Portland Trail Blazers in town. All right, so since we were last on the air, the last time we were on the air, David, uh, we were reporting a peak 30-year fixed-rate mortgage of 8.03%. Ouch. Ooh. The takeaway from today's show in case you don't have time to listen to all of it, is rates are down, mm-hmm. inventory's up a little bit, and if you can find a home you like, buy it now here yes. in winter. There is no reason to wait is the message of today's show. Um, and, and so that 8.03 peak rate was reported by Mortgage News Daily, which is our new favorite. We don't like the Freddie Mac survey anymore because it's done on a rolling three-week basis and therefore failed to even capture the peak interest rate. Yes, sir? I was thinking about this. The Mortgage News Daily is what is the weather right now? Freddie Mac is what was the average weather the last three weeks? That doesn't help me at all. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, Now, the markets were only open a half a day on Friday, so I'm going to give everybody a rate update based on where rates were at the end of Wednesday, because that's our benchmark from uh, Mortgage News Daily where they reported a 7.32% rate with 25% down and like 780 credit, okay? So uh, Acunet at the close of business on Wednesday was able to offer 7.125 with no points and no other lender fees like underwriting processing, originating tax service. I saw a loan estimate from a big national lender, David. They had $1,900 of lender fees, not including points, which you pay for the lower rate. So be careful of that. Uh, most lender, I would say Acunet is an outlier in that we only have, you know, four things that you pay for appraisal, credit report, uh, title insurance, and closing. And then if you want yeah. a lower rate, you pay points. We don't have an underwriting fee. We don't have a, you know, shuffle the papers fee, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. We could also, once again, offer the trophy, well, <laughs> trophy rate, David, 699 Never thought I'd say that. Sounds so good compared to 8.03. 
Yes, it does. And that was a 30-year fixed rate with three-tenths of a point and no other lender fees. That would be on a purchase price of 500000 with 25% down. Annual percentage rate, which spreads those three-tenths of a point out over the whole 30 years, would be 7.03. So we're about a percent lower or, oh, yeah. you know, from where we were a month ago. That is remarkable. I bet you're wondering, what does that translate into a payment, David? Well, of course, because with the you know with the higher rate, it was going to be a higher monthly payment. But now with that relief, what is that on a month to month basis? Well, on a, on that same three hundred seventy five thousand dollar loan, five hundred thousand dollar purchase with twenty five percent down, two hundred and fifty nine bucks a month. Yeah, that's a big dip. And and if you want to translate that into purchasing power, that's about forty five thousand dollars more house that you could afford for so, the same monthly payment now oh. versus a month ago. So this so is you, a, yeah, if you were stuck at a Oh, I want that payment. You were only buying a $460,000 house. Yeah. But now with a little relief in rate, you're stretching all the way up to 500 maybe. Yep, yep. For the same payment. Yeah. Now we also have uh, a radio ad running for our special first time home buyer money that I got to change again because the ad says 6.625% is the rate. Well, that mm-hmm. dropped to 6375 uh, yeah, yeah. On on Wednesday, uh, the maximum. Oh by, oh, by the way, the APR on that because most first time home buyers put less than twenty percent down. The minimum down payment on that program is three percent, and so when you bake in the PMI, if you have really good credit, that makes the annual percentage rate six point five five. And by the way, the PMI st- PMI stays on the loan for twelve years before it automatically drops off. Maximum household income for that special first-time money is $99,900 if you're a one-to-two-person household in the five-county metro area or up to $114,885 for households of three or more. And so that's always our first stop if you're a Wisconsin first-time home buyer is, can we fit you into that program? And a lot of people do. Not everybody. But a lot. And we have other special uh, programs as well. But in general, things are getting better. David, why did mortgage rates stop going up? Because it seemed there for a while. It's like 9%. Here we come. It, why, why, did, yeah. why the reversal? There was, was it late October? Uh, or well, in early November, I think the November markets 3rd. decided. Yeah, markets were uh, a new inflation report came out. And we all agreed, man, I think we really are defeating this inflation thing. Uh, and that continued to bring rates down because, as you've pointed out many times, inflation is the enemy of interest rates. And if we can defeat inflation, rates will come down. Whip inflation now. That was the Richard M. Nixon uh, win, win uh, campaign strategy, I think, oh. in 1972 or something like that. Anyway, let's talk about where the experts think interest rates are headed when we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Okay, welcome back to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickard. That's Brian. Dad, I was watching the Thanksgiving Day parade on Thursday, yeah. and Chicago was on a float. No or way. At least their bodies were. I don't know if their spirits have were still walkers? in their bodies. Okay. Yeah. I've seen them live. Lying yeah. something on the floor, 25 or 624. That was something about okay. the time. Okay, so um, we, we have a downward trend here. In, in the month of November in mortgage rates, which is very welcome. And the first thing that helped it start moving in the right direction was the jobs report on November 3rd. 
the economy only produced 150,000 jobs against an expectation of 170, but then they also revised the previous two months job mm -hmm. creation figures downwards. So it's like, hmm, okay, that seems like it's going in the right direction. And then average hourly earnings, so in other words, wage inflation, uh, rose just 0.2% from September to October and 4% year over year. So that seems to be under control. Interesting nugget, David. The average hourly earnings is now 34 bucks an hour. And so uh, average work week is 34.3, which makes an annual average earnings penciling out to 60642 You got a comment? No? Well, so, so a lot of this, interest rates are reacting to this data, right? Yeah. And so we got some nice positive data. Or, well, inflation friendly. Meaning, right, infla right, inflation defeating data yes. well if it were every month that data refreshes and so while we are hopeful and you're going to share the forecast while we are hopeful that the december data and the january data will continue this inflation defeating trend it also might you not. never know yeah yeah and and the federal so reserve remains... something about bird in the hand i mean i know yeah. it's snowing but there are still birds out so bird in the hand about Hungry rates. birds yeah so, so uh, if you know, and the whole problem, folks, is if you're a lender and you're lending money at seven and a quarter fixed for thirty years, and inflation were say stuck at six and a quarter, you're only making a one percent return, and that is not an acceptable return. That's why inflation is such a big problem, and why it affects uh, mortgage rates so directly. So. The good news is all the smart people think that mortgage rates are going to come down, although there is a widening difference of opinion as to how much and how fast. Mm -hmm. I went to the Wisconsin Mortgage Bankers Conference in late October where Dr. Mark Epley from the UW-Madison School of Business gave a great presentation, very compelling statistically. He's also on the Federal Home Loan Bank of Chicago's board and has been for a number of time, times. And he made this statistically compelling argument that mortgage rates are about 1% to 2% higher than they would otherwise be, all, th all other things being equal. And part of it, he said, is because the U.S. Treasury has so much debt to finance mm -hmm. that that is putting a lot of supply for interest-bearing investments out there in the market. And there's a limited demand, right? And so buyers of U.S. Treasury notes and bundles They're of full. mortgages are like... It's like Thanksgiving for yeah. buyers of, of, of right. debt. They're like, it's a horn I'm, of plenty. I'm good. You a want me to eat more cookies? It better be a really good cookie. Yeah. That's right. So they're, they're, you know, hey, make me, make me, offer me a higher yield if you want me to buy yeah. more of this stuff. Um, yeah, but then the latest forecast comes out from Fannie Mae, and they say, hey, we dusted off our crystal ball, and we think rates are going to average 7.7 .7 here in the fourth quarter. Oh, wait, they just looked out the window yeah. and said, yeah, you know what rates are right about now? Yeah. Uh, but then they think it's going to go uh, to 7.1 by the end of 24, and then not down much further to 6.8 at the end of 24. Mortgage bankers, on the other hand, they are much more optimistic. They just came out with their <laughs> forecast on the 17th, and they are a full 1% more optimistic. They see the rate dropping to 6.6 uh, 6 by April, 6.3, this is in the 30-year fix by August, and 6.1 by the end of 24, so a full percent lower than Fannie. And then by the end of 25, they have, the mortgage bankers do, the 30-year drifting down to 5.5. Ooh, from their lips to God's ears. All right, when we come back, let's talk about why it's better to work with a boutique 
uh, mortgage lender like Acunet than some big national company. We've got a couple of stories where we're coming to the rescue. Uh, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. All right, we're back. I'm Brian Wickard, the elder. That's uh, David Wickard, the younger over there. And uh, we were just talking about how rates have come down, and the smart people think they're going to come down either a little or a lot. And when we come back after the news, I've got some numbers to share as to why you still should not wait. Because I think some people go, well, hey, if rates are going to be coming down, then let's wait. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know by now. i got a really good, compelling argument for why you shouldn't do that. But in the meantime, um, got a call from uh, some uh, good, loyal customers. I think I counted up in the last nine years. We've done 11 transactions for them only. Or maybe it was the other way around. 11 years, nine transactions. It was Either way. And um, we helped them on their Wisconsin primary residence. And then we helped them back in 2019 by their first uh, second home condo in Florida, uh, middle of Florida, which they did for 130000 I, I looked that up. And at a, at a low, low rate of 4.625, take that, wouldn't we? Smoke it. Bring that back. And then they sold that one for about 154000 almost a 20% gain in 2021. And they bought a bigger condo for 235000 at a rate of, are you ready? 2.875 on a 30-year fixed Ooh. rate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now they are fixing to give that up because uh, they are going to now make Florida their primary residence. And so they've sold their Wisconsin primary residence this last summer, and they are going to buy a new construction single-family home in a planned unit development near Tampa, do you want to say, uh, for just under 600000 So these people are going to flush their 2.875 30-year fixed rate right down the old loo. Right. And, and, and now they're fixing to buy at just under 600000 Do you have a comment on that, son? It's hard to get a tan uh, under the glow of your interest rate, but sunshine is more fun than whatever your interest rate might be. Is that the reason? Yeah. And, you get and, more and what's a PUD? What's a PUD, a planned unit development, for those well, who don't uh, it, know what that is? Um, it is a, I'm going to say it's just a very organized neighborhood. You know, you probably have a lot of common spaces. Uh, the they homes probably lawn. are all of a certain structure and style. Yep. Uh, homogenous. So, so this this is what you know Florida is all about. A lot of gated communities, a lot of planned unit developments. This one that they're buying in happens to be a 55 and older community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Del Webb is the developer, which is a division of Pulte Homes. And so, back in April, uh, uh, Tom called and said, "Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to buy it with Del Webb in this planned unit development. Love to finance Eight, with you." Seven months ago, yep. yeah. He called, but Brian, oh. they, yeah, they are um, offering us a. F- $25,000 credit if we use Pulte Mortgage. I'm like, Whoa. I love you like a brother, man, but you got to, and it's not going to be as good an experience, no. but you cannot pass up on that kind of You know what coin. that is? That that's a, It's a tax is what that really is or what it'll feel like. It's 25000 well, bucks, but you're going to hate the mortgage experience elsewhere. Well, and, and so he calls me then on November 13th, and says, "Okay, we're three weeks from closing. We got our, fi- our f- settle. We have our firm closing date on December seventh. Yeah. And now the sale of our Florida condo has fallen through. 
and they were going to take the proceeds from their uh, home sale in Wisconsin, plus the proceeds of their home sale in Florida, put $400,000 down and finance two hundred dollars with Pulte Mortgage. Well, now all of a sudden they get word three weeks before closing, mm, sale of their condos falling through, so they need to increase their loan amount. He said, I'm on the phone with my loan officer from Pulte Mortgage, and it's not getting through to him. He's like, no, we verified that you've got way more than enough money. Because they had verified his very large brokerage account. Yeah. But the the loan officer wasn't understanding. I do not want to touch that money because if I sell stuff in there, I will suffer a thing called capital gains tax because I have all winners in that portfolio. Oh, yeah. I don't have any losers to offset if I were to sell that. So I want to basically double my mortgage. I would like to borrow more money, please. Right. From 200 up to like 389. And finally it got through to the guy. Oh, by the way, also they kept still putting their old Wisconsin address on all their paperwork, even though they had told them three times, we sold that property, wasn't getting through. And so I said, send me everything that they have. So he sent me the loan application that they had in place with Pulte and and the loan estimate uh, of all the closing costs. And and that's when I, I looked at what they were using for income and I said, Tom, these people aren't smart enough to know it yet, but they cannot approve you. Based on the income that they have listed on your application, they will not be able to approve your loan at $389,000, and they're probably not going to figure that out for another 10 days. All right, so it's time for us to... Um, you got, there's more on this. Dude, there's a cliffhanger, folks. We're going to tell yeah, you, yeah, yeah. as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story right after we hand it over to Jack Grower in the 24-hour news. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Brian Wickert. That's David over there. David, you were telling me on the break, we're not in the mortgage business? What? We're in the... No, we're in the solving problems business because, you know, your client, your your 10 times in the last 10-year client calls... I mean, can you imagine the conversations they were having nervous before they called you? You know, because they're closing on their house in three weeks and they, they don't have a loan really want to move in, right? And, and they do not have a loan commitment and they want to double yeah. their loan amount. Yeah. And on top of that, they had already waived their financing contingency in order to incent the builder to um, begin building six months ago. I mean, so other than they, that, they were flying without a net. They, they would have, been, I mean, they would have been fine. You know, push comes to shove, they could have stroked a check. Yeah. They didn't want That's to. right. Correct. Yeah. All right. So but so yeah, we're right. in the we're in the problem solving business and they called they called their chief problem solver, Brian J. Yep. Wickert, and we're like, Brian, please help. Yep. Please help. So we, we had a conversation. Good news is that it turned out not to be a twenty five thousand dollar credit for using the mortgage company. It was only ten. So they got to keep the fifteen grand of the 25 total, but they were going to now lose their 10,000. They were also unlucky enough to have locked in their rate right when rates were at their peak at the end of October. So 7.875 with paying three quarters of a point and Pulte Mortgage would not budge. They're like, no, the rates haven't come down that much. It's like, yeah, they have. So what we ended up uh, engineering, I'll say, Ooh. is to say, look it, you guys have plenty of money. Um, what we're going to do is give you not as low a rate as we could. What? I thought it was all about getting the lowest rate. No. 
we're going to give you a lower rate. We ended up going with a 7.625 rate, but because of the improvement in mortgage conditions, we're able to now give them a $7,000 lender credit. Okay. So now they're only giving up three grand, right? Because they had 10 grand if they were going to close with the, un, you know, at the 7.875 with three quarters of a point and no certainty as to whether they were going to really close. That, that is money. the three three thousand dollars is the Brian takes my phone call, uh, you know, yeah. cost, and they are pleased as punch. I'm sure. Absolutely, they don't care. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because guess what? That was on the 14th of November when we kind of came up with, you know, what we got to act on this. We had them their commitment letter on the 21st, seven days later. Now it is still subject to the appraisal, which we should have in our hands this coming week. Still. But it's a big down payment, and it's not really a concern. So we got her done in a week. Not bad. And, and you know, we don't want to do that every time, right? But it's possible if we have a cooperative client, um, we can get things uh, done in a big hurry. So I like to say, my other metaphor, can I just say, mortgage yeah. lending is a lot like carpentry. Just because you, you hand somebody some two-by-fours doesn't mean that they know how to put it together and make it look pretty. It's not, it might all be called carpentry. Sure. But, but, but there's when a master carpenter. Clients, yeah. When they handed you, you just said you got it done in a week, what? right? It's not that the puzzle was particularly brutal. It's just that the other carpenter didn't know or couldn't understand. No, I don't want my mortgage put together this way. And, and they handed all the pieces to you Correct. and you were like, wham, bam. And oh, Ultimately, they did go forward and issued the paperwork at the higher loan amount, but they still hadn't solved the problem of, do they have enough income? Because remember, on the big mortgage company's application, from what I could see, because they sent it to me, uh, the customers did, they didn't have enough income to qualify at the higher rate. So after we quickly <laughs> gathered all the information, we determined... That is such uh, a low threshold. You, I mean, you literally just described that the mortgage lender didn't realize, hmm, if they want to borrow more money... There might yeah. need to be more income. Right. To Do I have qualify. enough income on there? That it didn't even seem to dawn on them. No. That this could be an issue. What, one other thing, though. So when they sell their home, because remember now, I'm going to lend them money at 7.625. So when they do eventually sell their condo in Florida and get $180,000 of cash proceeds, I'm telling my friend, uh, you need to pay down that mortgage balance. Because you have plenty, in this case, these people have plenty of other money in retirement and non-retirement. So when he comes into this $185,000, I'm saying, in Brian Wickard's opinion, the best thing you can do with that money is reduce your mortgage balance. Because that's like getting a bond at a 7.625 yield, which is rock star not, yes, not paying the interest is as good as as earning interest. interest that's right yeah. and so we're going to help them pay down the balance and then reamortize the payment to enjoy the lower payment and then he's also due to get a um inheritance sometime in the next oh. several months and so at that time uh, we're going to help him pay off the mortgage and all very carefully we should say out loud we get burned as a mortgage originator if loans go away in the first six months. And and so in this particular case, we're going to help these folks extinguish that mortgage debt, but in a timely manner that doesn't kill Acunet. Yes. All right. Uh, David, you've got a story also happens to be a Florida customer where you help solve a problem. But before we do that, when we come back, let's go over the October 
MLS numbers, real estate sales numbers, because in there is a compelling reason why people should not wait to buy. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, here we are coming to the last weekend of uh, last week of November, but we do have the October real estate sales, and this is according to the multiple listing service here for the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors, of which I am a card carrying member through Acunet Realty Advisors, and we're looking at the five county single family detached and condos combined. Uh, David, in October sales were down only three point four percent or 54 sales. There were 1,540 happy buyers and sellers who exchanged the keys. Hmm. Now, what's the key question when I tell you it was down 3.4%? Well, yeah, uh, com- compared to when? Aha, that was compared to October of last year. If you want to compare it to October of 2019, before the pandemic screwed everything up, sales are down 19% or 351 units. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, it's not normal. It's just a a rerun of last year's not-so-good October. The good news is that there were 1,808 new listings. That's 264 more listings than sales. So when I said earlier in the show, hey, inventory is growing a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, However, the 1,808 was 48 fewer than October of last year, and it was 18% fewer than October of 2019. So there is still a relatively large shortage of listings. The median sales price, 305 for the five county metro area. That's up 20,000 bucks uh, compared to a year earlier. And it's up woo, 35% uh, or $79,000 from four years ago. Yes, sir. I just I just had it handy here. I know we were poo-pooing the Freddie Mac survey. Yes. But uh, October of last year, Rates were floating at the 6.9, yeah, October 13, 2022, 6.92% last year, which, which just to your, on home values, which thankfully I haven't heard this in a long time. Oh, I think home values are going to come down. Well, not in the last year. If you thought rates at 6.92 in October last year was going to bring home values yeah. down, er, 20,000 bucks later. Yeah. And, and, you know, remember, so there was some articles and interviews this last week that I caught online getting ready for this show this morning. Mark Zandi, who's a super smart guy, chief economist for Moody's. He also sits on the board of Mortgage Guarantee Insurance Corporation, or MGIC Investment Corporation here in town, large PMI company. He is saying he thinks there's going to be some dip in home values on a nationwide basis, okay? So you, you got to keep in mind that all real estate like politics is local, and there's nothing here in Wisconsin that I can see, at least in the metropolitan areas. Uh, maybe it's different in rural Wisconsin, but in the metropolitan areas, demand is going to continue to exceed supply of existing homes. We just, of of the uh, 1,808 new homes, right, I kind of did a little uh, uh, research. Guess how many new construction listings there are on the MLS in Milwaukee and Waukesha County right now, all prices. 11. <laughs> no, there's 101. So, okay. but, you know, that that's compared to a universe of like 1,777 for, for all single family homes. So we have, we do not have what other metropolitan areas have. Uh, and by the way, only two homes 
uh, were under 500,000. Uh, another third of those new construction homes were in the $500,000 range. Another third was in the $600,000 range and everything else was way above. You got a comment on that? This ties together with what you said earlier in the show. Hey, if these big forecasters, uh, if their prediction on what rates do comes true, what do we all think is going to happen to supply and demand? Uh, let's just say in springtime. There, buyers are going to return and the competition will stiffen once yeah. again. And, and so we're not getting a big supply of new construction homes here in Wisconsin. We're also that, you know, if rates come down another half percent, that's not going to make a gob more people list their homes for sale. Uh, let me, I'm gonna, let, let's just make up a number. If, if rates come down, uh, you know, a hundred buyers return to saying, I would like to buy. Well, how many sellers, you know, f for every hundred buyers, how many sellers decide to dislodge, you know, well, and, you and list? Right. Twelve. So that so balance, my, imbalance will remain. Here's my statistical argument for why you want to buy right now in the depths of uh, winter. Uh, in October, 48% of home buyers paid over asking. Okay. That compares, by the way, with 45% uh, last October. But now here's the trend line. In December of last year, only 36% of people paid over asking in the five-county metro area. Then it, it hit its nadir, N-A-D-I-R, low point, yeah. of 32% in January of last year before starting to climb up to 50% by March and then back to the good old spring where it was 64% of people paid over asking in uh, May, June, and July. All right, when we come back, David, you've got a, a problem-solving story that uh, you're going to share with us, maybe a couple. Uh, we'll get to that right after this. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station. Heard all the way up to Green Bay where my brother David is listening right now. WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Find a place to call home. Without the headache, this is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And also the younger, taller, more handsome David Wickert. And so this next story comes to us from um, a Wisconsin guy who relocated to the Orlando area and became a real estate agent like his dad in Wisconsin. And so we ended up doing his loan when he first moved down there because he was in another industry. Um, and and then he's been referring us uh, buyers, and especially buyers that run into trouble. So there, what was the initial problem that we helped these buyers uh, overcome, David? So, yeah, so the initial problem was, so these buyers were moving from the New England area down to the Florida area and were taking new jobs. Uh, with their geographic relocation, their bank was requiring them to be on the new job for 30 days before they would use that new job as income to qualify for the mortgage. How old-fashioned of them. How old-fashioned. And I just, I just pulled it up. Nay, nay, nay. If you accept an offer letter for a new job in the same industry mm -hmm. it makes it smoother when it's the same industry not required but i'm telling you it's a lot smoother All right so long as your job starts within 90 calendar days of when you are sitting down to buy the house yes sir we can put that income on the application as if you've been there for 
years and years and years and years. Sounds crazy when you say it, but I know it's true because we helped other buyers of Nick, the realtor in Orlando, with the same situation. So that's how they came to us, is they needed that's us to do waive our future income wand. And but then did. what happened? Well, so, so they decided, I think it was just coming to get... I think they changed their mind about the specific Florida home that they were looking at. Okay. So yeah. the the transaction we got introduced to did not proceed. But once they talked to the problem solvers at Accident Mortgage, they were like, "When we met, we're going to call you when yeah. we pick this. When back we find up. the next one. Yep. Well, so they uh, so one of the borrowers uh, continued to interview, and you know, st I stayed in touch with them, the, and she got a offer letter for a new job which then you know because that was the last piece of the puzzle they had the money one of them had a job because it could transfer but the last piece of the puzzle was the other spouse needed to have a new job okay they they got that and their house hunt picked up rapidly after that okay so so they uh fly down to florida and uh find new construction Oh, new construction, uh, but it must have been available. far enough along. Okay. Yes. And got under contract, I think it was the, like, first or second day of November. And so, like, it's, it, it, this is the most slam dunky uh, transaction because we've got, one of them's on salary and got transferred. One of them's got this new job. New job. Their down payment is from the proceeds from the sale of their home. They've got great credit. It's like, this is the most, okay. like, we got yeah. this all day long. Part of mortgage lending, the big part of mortgage lending is verification. Yeah. And so we got the PDF of the new job. We said, fantastic, you're going to make this 40 hours a week. You're starting on this date. We then begin to reach out to the human resources contact to be like, hello, we have the PDF. Underwriting requires, you know, independent acknowledgement confirming. Yeah, we all just of these can't details. take. We just can't take the PDF because somebody could cook that up. Exactly. One day goes by, no reply. Two days go by, still no reply. And I'm like, can you, hmm. like the HR person isn't getting back to us. Strange. Who's the like manager that you spoke to? You know, you probably interviewed with both HR and the manager. Day three goes by, still no reply. At some point, I, David, pick up the phone and call 1-800-THIS-COMPANY. I'm Which like, is a big you... company, you told me. Yeah, they're probably a thousand people. Okay. And I'm like, can you put me in touch with someone in the human resources department? Because you know, here's what we need from you. And and uh, her name was Debbie. Debbie was a rock star on the front hmm. lines at this company. Okay. Another day goes by. I email again. Another day goes by. And at some point, the HR person reaches out to our client and says, "I really apologize." I cannot find you anywhere in our system. What? And it appears, unfortunately, that our borrower was the victim of fraud. That someone pretending to be this company interviewed Ooh. her. She supplied all the information for a background check, date of birth, social, all that jazz. Oh, that old. Uh. And this job that she accepted was not real. The company mm. was real. The job, but not that job. So, how did you fix this? So we go can into you fix problem solving mode, and we add mom as a cosigner to this purchase. Okay. Like, because 
will both borrowers eventually find a job? Yes. But in this slice of time, the borrower who we thought had a job, there was no job. And so we needed yeah. to add more income and we're going to add mom as the co-signer to get us in the end zone. That is the problem solving at your friend that you'll receive at Acunet Mortgage. Okay. Uh, so that yeah, yeah, that that's a first. I have never heard of somebody being identity thieved uh, via a, a, a job application. That is that is bad. So hopefully she's got her credit all locked up and all that kind of good yeah. stuff now. But wow, um, that's a new application by the way. So we can't close for eight days. I know you knew that, but that's uh, how that works. All right. You've been listening to the Acunet Problem Solving and Realty Show. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll see you back here next week. Have a great Sunday afternoon. The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.